You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When the red light goes... Take two. When the red light goes off, we're just getting started. This is Off Air with Chris Thomas and Mike Conti. Giving you a look behind the scenes of Atlanta's top sports station. As we take you through the top stories of the week from the world of sports and entertainment. Welcome to Off Air. All right. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. On in. To the latest episode of the Off Air Podcast. I am Chris Thomas, joined by the head honcho, Mike Conti. And Mike, we had ourselves a start to the week on this radio station. And now we're here to take you inside how it all went down. So I thought, personally, what we did on 92.9 The Game after the national championship game was awesome. It was special, it was unique, and it was a really fun listen as I got off the air at 11 p.m., was walking on home, taking a nice stroll back to my apartment in Midtown Atlanta, listening to our very own Dylan Matthews and Oren Romain take calls, chat with a very, very, very happy and lighthearted Randy McMichael, and all (laughs) the other shenanigans that went down on the air, so... Where did that idea come from? How did we execute it? Take us all behind the scenes of what was a very successful national championship postgame. So, you know, full transparency, there are a couple major sports properties in Metro Atlanta, uh, which we do not hold play-by-play rights, the Braves and University of Georgia Athletics. Um, But we cover those teams extensively. And what we try to do is when we don't carry their games we try to find uh, like little advantages uh, within the schedule that that gives us to do some unique coverage elements. Here's the thing. We're a 50,000-watt radio station. We don't have to power down at night. Um, we're not obligated to run a network post-game show after a Braves game or a UGA game where you're doing all of these features and service elements and playing a lot of commercials. We have the ability to go on the second after the game ends and give people um, the opportunity to express themselves uh, by taking calls. And it's something that we did during the Braves playoff run last year, during the Braves playoff run this year. And I thought it would be a good idea to do it after the, the national championship game Monday night because WSB, who airs the University of Georgia football network, Uh, they were not in a position where they could take phone calls uh, immediately after the game. Uh, Our, I I, I don't want to call them rival. I don't want it to sound negative, but the other (laughs) sports talk radio station in town. The other guys. The the other guys. uh, Quite frankly, uh, they they have the disadvantage of a signal that uh, at night just does not carry as far as ours. Uh, so we have the ability to open the phone lines the second the game ended and take calls from people all over the state or at least all over the Northern half of the state. And I thought, um, it was a, it was very entertaining, but B it accomplishes our mission 
which is to inform and entertain our listeners and give them an opportunity to react to what we're saying and react to what's going on in the sports world and what's important to them. So I, I was really very grateful to Dylan Matthews and Oren Romaine for doing that show on Monday. I wanted Oren on it because he's a big, big UGA fan, and I wanted to express his feelings the same way that many of our callers did. I think Dylan is one of our rising star hosts on this radio station. I thought he did a great job uh, uh, kind of managing that show. Chris, I thought you did a great job during the game filling in for Rob Tribble, who was filling in for Chuckery. Uh, so thank you for for your great job during the game. Had to be a little bit awkward for you kind of seeing it all unfold, but not really being allowed to provide a play-by-play account of what was happening. But, you know, ultimately, Chris, what it comes down to is just serving our listeners and giving them the opportunity to express themselves instantly. Can't do that on a podcast. Okay, Can't do that on a television show. Uh, you can't do that on, in, in, you know, written media or blogs or anything like that. You know, we have the advantage here being a live local radio station where we can open the phone lines instantly and give people a chance to react in real time to how they felt. It was a very, very happy night. I'm glad the conversation was positive. I'm glad there wasn't any kind of upset where uh, it could have been a very, very blue night, very, very negative. I, I, you know, I'm glad we all kind of got to celebrate together. And I'm glad that at least for a little while after the game, we were the only radio station in the market uh, that was able to celebrate in real time like that. Yeah, uh, I know I had a blast doing the even you would think, oh, you got to do the show during the game. No, I had a lot. We had a lot of fun with it because, you know, when we when I was in the middle of talking to a guest or talking with Day Day or playing a soundbite or just talking, you know, if they would score, I would get to sort of as soon as my thought was done or as soon as the guest was over, tell share my reaction with the audience. You know, enough time had passed since the score was made or a big play in the game where we could be like, man, can you believe how this game is unfolding right now? This is a historic night that we're all getting to witness and that I got to talk about on the air. It was a lot of fun. So then we get to what was yesterday and the actual celebration uh, that took place on all of the regular day parts on 92.9 The Game. And I know for Dukes and Bell, what we did yesterday differently was we kept the phones open. Yeah. We opened up the phones, and we and we even decided that we were going to push back our Falcon report, which is our 5 p.m. staple, because we took calls during the 420 segment. We took calls during the 440 segment, and then the lines were still jammed. So we said, you know what? We're going to make an executive decision here as a show. You don't get many days like this throughout the calendar year or in a – two-year span to take yeah. calls so we just kept the phones open and we talked to more people than i think i've ever been a part of in my two years on dukes and bell and the callers were great how did you feel uh obviously i can only speak for dukes and bell but how did you feel the rest of the shows went about their coverage i think in very much the same way as you i really challenged our morning show to to be um uh, very, very willing and open to take phone calls and have very, very high energy as we kind of all celebrated together. That's not easy starting at five in the morning, especially when you have to stay up and watch the game the night before. Uh, I thought Steak and Sandra really nailed it with their tone. And, and you know, they have the advantage of, uh, excuse me, I think it was, 
That is a blessed for success. Don't clip that for a promo, please. Le- leave yeah. it in. Bless for success. That's what we're going to call it here. Bless for success. Thank you. It's amazing how infrequently we sneeze over the air. When you think of how often in our lifetime we sneeze. Even use uh, the cough button. I find it's a rare and yeah. rare occurrence. Well, when we're on video like this, there's nothing I can do. Like no that. holds barred. No, it's it's a re- it's a re- it's a reminder that we're just like all you guys and gals That's right. out there listening. We're not robots. We still sneeze. Uh, no, but anyhow, I thought Steak and Sandra, I thought Andy and Randy kind of did the same thing as you guys. Um, you know, it, it's, it is a rare day on the calendar where, uh, we're just here to celebrate. There's not really anything to analyze. It was an absolute butt kicking, right? So there's really not a whole lot to analyze. There's only so many different ways that we can say that Georgia is great and they're going to be on this run for a long time because of the way that they've recruited, because of the standard that Kirby Smart has set. So why not give our listeners an opportunity to express themselves? And look, I'll kind of take you behind the curtain a little bit of how I feel as a programmer. Our listeners don't necessarily tune into the radio station to hear what other people have to say or think random people listeners um you know all that they want to hear what carl and mike have to say that's why they listen they want to hear what andy and randy have to say they want to hear what steak and sandra have to say so that's why we don't take calls all the time we don't do call-in shows we do entertaining shows that sometimes callers can be used as supplements to enhance what we're doing but we don't do call-in shows on this radio station. Yesterday was different. Yesterday felt like a day where it. I'll, I'll kind of take you back to like when you were in like the fifth or sixth grade, and it was a really really nice afternoon, and and maybe the teacher said, you know what, we're gonna have class outside this afternoon, and you know we'll kind of throw the the lesson plan in the garbage today, and maybe we'll just you know go out and play frisbee or whatever. Right. Uh, yesterday was one of those days. It was a day to celebrate. Uh, it was a day where we didn't have to do hard-hitting, serious things. And quite frankly, I was, you know, I'm neutral. I went to Penn State, so I, I don't really have a skin in the game as far as being a Georgia fan. I want, obviously, Georgia to do very well because it's good for the radio station. It's good for our listeners. I don't necessarily root for them. But it, it was kind of heartwarming for me to hear just how emotional some of our callers were, how much this meant to them. Um, I think that's entertaining. I think that's real. I think that makes an impression on a listener. It certainly made an impression on me. So that's why we went about it the way we did yesterday. Uh, you're only going to get, I mean, heck, in in the 10-year history of this radio station, we've really only had four days in 10 years where we've been able to do something like that. And And one of them was the day after Atlanta United won the MLS Cup and the Falcons were playing the Packers that day, so we couldn't really even do that much with it. Oh. So, because we had a Falcons game on. So, um, I guess you could even pare it down to, say, three days in 10 years. Uh, We've been able to do something like that. Just celebrate and open the phones and let our hair down and be happy that one of our teams in this market won a championship. You just coined the term Frisbee Day. I really yeah. like it. I'm gonna you know use what that. I'm talking about, right? Yeah. I'm gonna use that for the rest of my radio career. The, okay. The rare, the rare Frisbee Day. <laughs> Love it. All right. So we're gonna transition and talk about transitions, ironically enough. Because now that 
uh, football season locally here is over, um, the Hawks will be taking center stage. And the NFL will be taking center stage until the Super Bowl in, you know, a little less than a month from now. So the challenge for the radio station and the challenge for you as a brand manager, uh, when the team is not playing up to their standard like the Hawks are right now, what is the plan to keep things fresh, to challenge the host to create fresh and innovating content? How is that going to be handled as the Hawks sort of take the A block, so to speak? For well, first of all, I'm not totally sure the Hawks are going to be the A block every day. Uh, right. Like today, for example, they're not the A block. Uh, we have Terry Fontenot and Arthur Smith having a press conference at 11 a.m., which will be over by the time this is posted. But just, you know, so you hear what Chris and I have to say and do in real time. I mean, that we're going to be running that press conference live this morning. And I think the majority of what we do today is going to be a discussion of what Terry Fontenot and Arthur Smith had to reveal. The Falcons obviously going into a very important, meaningful offseason with a lot of money to spend in free agency and some uh, high-value draft picks. So uh, the Falcons are going to be the A block today. Quite frankly, I think, uh, you know, Friday, the NFL playoffs are going to be maybe the half the A block. And maybe the other half of the A block is going to be um, looking ahead to the Georgia parade and our live coverage of that. Right. So I, I just, you know, I want to be careful because I think there's this perception that once the Falcon season is over, there's less to talk about. Not really. Um, you know, the Falcons offseason is going to give us a lot of content. Um, the NFL playoffs, I think, will give us a lot of content. Uh, and news surrounding the NFL, by the way, even among non-playoff teams. What if Tom Brady retires again, as he did at the end of January 2022? You know, that that could be a – or what if he goes to the Raiders? You know, that's a major story, too. Uh, that type of stuff will evolve. Quite frankly, we're going to have another National Signing Day on February 1st. That's just about three weeks away. Um you know, that's a huge, huge college football story. And we're going to have a, another special with Sam and Coach Parker and Chris Goforth and uh, John Chakri on, on February 1st. So we're looking ahead to that. So I, and then, you know, two weeks after that, pitchers and catchers are reporting. Yeah. So, it, you know, that window of only one of our teams playing is really narrow I mean, even atlanta united i mean joseph martinez that could be a major story in the next couple of days so you know the news cycle always finds a way to give us content it, it the, the news cycle is undefeated it's always going to find a way to yeah. give us content. uh also i think now we're in the time of year where uh we can get into some lighter topics that we don't necessarily have time to do during the football season I really look forward to hearing you guys cranking tailgate at home back up. I know we're going to be at Buckhead Butcher Shop in a couple of weeks. Uh, we have a really fun thing planned right before the Super Bowl that we're going to be announcing very soon. So we'll be doing some lighter stuff that that we have not really been able to do, um, you know, during football season because we don't have time. But but going back to the Hawks, um, you know, the one I think really good thing about our partnership with the Hawks is that they have never once pressured us to um, gloss over or ignore 
or uh, downplay when they're struggling. They, the, probably more than any other team in this town, I think the Hawks and their communication staff and, and just their, their front office has been very, very transparent and very, very understanding that um, not all of the coverage that they get is going to be positive. So um, that's good for us because, again, I think we all want to see the Hawks succeed. We were very bad. I mean, I, I cover them. They're a lot easier to cover when they win as opposed to when they lose. Right. We all want to see them succeed. I, I'm frankly very disappointed in how they've played this year. Again, I was very disappointed last year. I expressed that on the air. No one said anything to me. No one tapped me on the shoulder, said you can't say that as a team broadcaster. Uh, I'm disappointed with where they are right now. Our hosts are disappointed with where they are right now. Our listeners are disappointed with where they are right now. Guess what? We're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about what's caused our disappointment, what we think they need to do to, you know, snap out of this. And by the way, they've won two of their last three. I mean, it could be, could be much worse, but they're not performing to expectations. It's okay to hold them accountable. They don't mind being held accountable on that. You know, as long as we aren't taking personal shots, which I don't think any of our hosts have done. So the one thing I like about what we do at this radio station is we, we understand that the NBA and the Hawks are very, very important to this city. Um, the, the TV ratings for the NBA finals in the Atlanta market are among the highest of any market in the country. A lot of our listeners care very deeply about the NBA. We don't ignore it. I would argue some other radio stations in this town do. We don't. Uh, and part of the discussion, um, in fact, I wouldn't even go a step further. I, I think, you know, when when you imagine this kind of radio barbershop that we've created where we have this interaction between hosts, interaction between hosts and listeners, I feel like sometimes we get the strongest opinions and strongest reactions when we're doing an NBA or an Atlanta Hawks topic. Hmm. I don't understand why... Um, you know, a, a sports media outlet would downplay that or choose to ignore it in favor of we want to do more coverage of X, Y, and Z. So we really, I think we embrace our role as being the lead um, NBA station in this market. And we're going to have a lot of fun and a lot of interesting conversations kind of following where this goes with the Hawks. Yeah, and I, I mean, I can personally attest to everything you just said when Dukes and Bell have Steve Coonan on every Friday. Right. He is, uh, to say he's an open book would be an understatement. Absolutely. He is He is absolutely great with the guys. Every they want people to week. care. You know, yeah. they want people to care. I mean, and I think this would go for the Falcons, the Braves, for Atlanta United, for anyone. The last thing any of these teams want is for fans to be apathetic. Right. And not care. So even if it is a little negative or a little concerning, I know that Steve Coonan would way rather have fans emotionally invested in the team than just not care. Ah, exactly. Right. You know, they're, they're, they're going to be a 500 team. Who cares? You know, no, they, I, they don't want that. They want people really uh, passionate about their team. And I think, again, our hosts – and many of our listeners are very, very passionate about that team. So we'll we'll be the open forum for that to, to occur over the next couple of weeks. But I want to be really clear. Uh, the Hawks are not going to be the A topic every day. 
on this radio station because there's just too many other things going on. Variety is the spice of life. Absolutely. Mike yeah. All right. Let's end our coverage and take a break from our regularly scheduled AFC South programming in this segment to put a final bow on what has been a fantastic couple days for the dogs. And this was yeah. my personal favorite story soundbite to come out of the entire postgame coverage from our, our head man. The statue will be built, Mike Conti, Kirby Smart. <laughs> Quick story, I walked in my little, they got a real nice head coach's office in that room over there. And I don't know if Stetson knows this, but I walked in, my 10-year-old son, Andrew's balling. Now I'm like, oh, no, somebody's hurt his feelings. Somebody's throwing him down. Somebody's done something to him. I said, why are you crying? You're going to ruin my moment. He said, Stetson's leaving. Stetson's gone. I see 25-year's always got to go. Got to leave. So that is Kirby. You talk about letting your hair down. A guy that is always a 10 out of 10 shot out of a cannon, rocket fuel coming out of his behind in terms of intensity, no nonsense. It was just really great to hear him lighten up and share that story. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I honestly, I've struggled a little bit with Kirby over the years because I think he is so intense. And to that degree, he doesn't it, – it's hard to kind of understand who the real Kirby Smart is. I, I think maybe we got a glimpse of it there. Um, I wish Kirby and the University of Georgia would let us see who he really is. Uh, I think we got a little bit of that uh, when, when he came on with the Steakhouse a couple weeks ago. I think he was a little more relaxed. Um when he came on with Andy and Randy during SEC media days, I think we really heard Kirby relaxed and, and kind of heard him in a different light. But I think a lot of that has to do with his relationship with Randy. I, I think Kirby in general, and this is kind of like Nick Saban. I mean, he, he really he keeps the media at arm's length. Yep. You know, he doesn't really like letting them in. Um, and I struggle with that a little bit. Uh, I, I just I wish we knew knew him better, knew more about him. All of that being said, what a job. What an amazing job he has done. I mean, when you say build the statue, he's going to have a statue on that campus. Um, and what what I think stands out to me the most is he's not done. I mean, I, 47. I yeah, right. Well, and, you know, we did a buy or sell topic with uh, Stake the other day, and he asked, will Kirby stay at the University of Georgia for the rest of his life? I really think he will. Um, he could be lured by an NFL team. He could be lured away by a, a big budget collegiate program. But I think the fact that Kirby went to the university of Georgia played for the university of Georgia is from the state of Georgia. I just don't see him being lured away from home. The way that he's recruiting right now, the way that he has set such a high standard and that his players are committed to upholding that standard last night or two nights ago was not the last time that George is going to win a national championship in decades. Like this is going to be a run and George is going to be right in it every year. Uh, and it's going to be really fascinating to watch what happens when maybe they do get knocked down. We have not seen Georgia lose a game 
in more than a calendar year. What happens when that finally occurs? Um, how will Kirby react to that? But I, I think he's done, he's just done an amazing job of taking a program that, I mean, quite frankly, was on solid footing with Mark Richt. I did not agree with the firing of Mark Richt at all. But he took a program that was doing very well, that was on the cusp of winning a couple national championships. I felt they were the best team in 2007. I thought they were quite possibly the best team in 2012 when they played that epic game against Alabama. They were certainly the second best team. Um, But Kirby took a program that was on the verge of winning national champions, and now he's made it a dominant national champion winning program, and it will continue to be as such. So great job by him. I just wish we could see more of the real Kirby and not the the shields up, you know, all gas, no brakes, Kirby. I agree. The unfortunate thing is, uh, as my favorite New York broadcaster, Michael Kay, likes to say, winning is the great deodorizer. Yeah. So he has he's allowed to have that shield up now. He was allowed to have it coming into this year. Now, forget it. That that re, they've just built a moat around the shield that's reinforcing all of that. He can do it his way. He can do it however, whenever, wherever he wants. And he has the ultimate power now over. I mean, when you watch that game on Monday night, what five star kid is out there thinking that's exactly where I want to go play? Oh my god! And there's going to be people lining up across the coast, coast to coast, to play for the Bulldogs. I was talking to Dave Archer about this yesterday. We were talking about that pre-kickoff interview that Kirby did with Holly Rowe. And Holly Rowe asked him, what's the most important thing you want to see from your team tonight? He just goes, aggression. Yep. Holly Rowe goes, that's it? He goes, yep, we're going to hunt tonight. Man, I got goosebumps when I heard that. Yeah. (laughs) And then now you you hear the supposedly leaked, I don't think anything's ever accidentally leaked, Um, you know, this leaked audio of this locker room speech. Man, I'd run through a wall for that guy if I were playing for him. Uh, he's a great, great motivator, uh, and and he definitely connects very, very well with his players. 31 curse words in a minute and 10 seconds is pretty yeah. impressive. Yeah, and I'm sure that was just completely released on accident that uh, <laughs> someone stood, yeah, like, I don't believe that for a second. I, I, I'm sure that got out for a reason. But you know what? Some five-star kids sitting in some living room and – Texas or California or Louisiana is hearing that and probably thinking, you know what? I want to play for that guy. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we did it justice, Mike. I think we put a nice little bow on the season for the dogs and discuss not only what 92.9 the game did, but you can, I love the setup of, Hey, anytime there's a big game, anytime there's a unique opportunity, Frisbee day. That's what we're calling it, Frisbee Day. (laughs) And what we mean by that, you call us, we talk to you all hours of the night. We had Dylan and Orn on till 1 a.m. I mean, where else can you go for that? There's only one spot, and that is Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. And with that, this has been the latest edition of the Off-Air Podcast. Follow Mike Conti at MikeConti929. I am Chris Thomas at C. Thomas Radio. Whoo! feel like i need a day off but now we got hawks and bucks tonight (laughs) dukes and bell will be at state farm we'll be reacting to that all day 
on Wednesday. And then we will talk to you guys in just a couple days. This has been the Off Air Podcast.